Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me right now is Kurt Halibo. He is going to be competing at UFC Boise on July 14th versus Hione Barcelos in a featherweight bout. What's going on, Kurt? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. Currently, the big issue right now in the UFC is the early weigh-ins, man. What, how, how do you feel about this uh, change that they're going to make? You know, I like the early weigh-ins. I don't see anything wrong with the early weigh-ins. Who don't want to be able to show up from a certain time frame, 9 till 11 o'clock, and just weigh in and get it over with whenever you want? You know, I don't really understand the guys that are wanting these late weigh-ins where you got to, you know, make weight at whatever time of the day. And then you got to wait all the way to four or five o'clock in the evening. Then you got to get lined up and they're going to put you on the scale uh, accordingly to fight order and stuff like that. You know, and you get less time to recover. You get from what? Five o'clock to um, the next night's recover. Why not weigh in at nine o'clock? Make your damn weight. Get on the scale. Get off. Rehydrate. You get what? Seven more hours rehydrate. I don't understand the big issue with it. Are you an early morning guy or you do you like to be up late? Whew, no, I'm not an early morning guy, but for a weigh-in, I would love to get up, weigh in early mornings, make the weight, and just spend the rest of the day rehydrating. You know, to me, there's nothing better. Whenever I, I am doing late weigh-ins, you know, I, I don't even want to wake up in the mornings. When I wake up, I want to go back to sleep and try to sleep all the way until you know, I need to get up and go cut this weight. I'll set myself a time limit. If I think I need three or four hours to cut however many pounds that I have, that's what I'll take and I'll wake up, go cut the weight, make it to where as soon as I make weight, I head to the weight in somewhere close. All right, man, let's get into it. You know, last July, you were involved in a cautionary tale, right? Uh, you know, on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, you won a contract with a vicious knockout of, Matt Bassett, but then subsequently you were suspended for eight months by Nevada for using an IV. What did you learn from this whole ordeal? Um, you know, I learned IVs in Nevada and Nevada are banned. <laughs> so, uh, you know, to anybody out there just fighting in any promotion, you fight under Nevada Athletic Commission, you cannot use an IV. I didn't know that, you know, because the Contender Series is not held under the USADA program. So I was not under USADA. I, I actually only thought that the IVs were only prohibited by USADA. I didn't know that any other states really had any bans on it. You know, um, and I, I don't know where the word actually came from, but I know my teammates were like, you know, you're not under USADA. You know, you can do an IV if you want. And I'm thinking, why not? You know, uh, not that the weight cut. I made weight easily, man. I, I made weight the night before. I hit 146 flat. Uh, I woke up the next morning expecting that I ate a little bit of fruit and drunk a little bit of water. So I expected to wake up about a half a pound over. But when I woke up, I was actually under 146. So I'm like, screw it. You know, I'm good. I feel good. 
I went and weighed in, rehydrated. I didn't even need an IV, but it was there. And I thought that I can use it. And I was wrong. Worst case scenario, right? The UFC could have really, you know, terminated your contract, but they decided to keep you on the roster. And what were their thoughts, you know, on this whole dilemma? You know, the UFC and, you know, Jeff Nowinski, Nowinski had my back the entire time. They showed up to the court case and even tried to plead my case, you know. And I really got an unfair hearing at the court case in the first place because, um, you know, I, I had to make the call by phone call and, you know, their radios were bad. They couldn't hear what I was saying. So, of course, they're going to find me guilty. I, I didn't even get a chance to plead my case, you know. But and then it goes back to Nevada. No, no, nobody from Nevada even explained any kind of rules. There was never in any kind of contract, never in any kind of paperwork. So you know, the UFC had my back. You know, um, they was ready to put me on a card um, right after the contender series. I thought I was going to get on the Norfolk Virginia card uh, with Dustin Poirier in them, and you know, it turns out that uh, Nevada suspended me. Yeah, man, it was just a it's just a terrible terrible dilemma all the way around. Um, you had a long road back to the UFC. What kept you pushing when a lot of guys would have fell off by now? You know, what it really was is, you know, and, and I owe it to these guys too, because a lot of these guys kept me motivated. There's a lot of guys around here that, you know, were getting into the UFC, you know, making debuts, winning the bonuses. And, you know, I'm like, man, that could be me. That's, that's what I signed up for in the first place. That's what I want. That's what I'm going to do. So, you know, I, I had a long road back, and it wasn't easy. I fought some very tough guys, uh, you know, fought all around the world, went to Russia and fought Frodo Kospelayev, who is a top featherweight in the world, Andre Harrison, one of the best in the world, Desmond Green, Roy Woodard. Man, I fought Jay-Z Cavacanti, Matt Bassett. I fought very, very UFC-caliber guys. And, you know, a lot of – yeah, I lost some close decisions to some, and then I dominated others. So – you know, I know I got what it takes to be in the UFC. I know what I got what it takes to be a champion. And I know what I got to be the, know what it takes to be the best in the UFC. So, you know, now it's time to make that stride. You've been sitting on the sidelines knowing that you're going to get your chance in the octagon. What were some aspects of your game you focused on in that time? Um, you know, I just really like to work on everything. But, of course, my biggest aspect, my biggest weakness in the game is probably my wrestling. So, uh you know, I've constantly worked my wrestling. I've constantly worked my top game, my bottom game. You know, still try to start from my striking. Um, and I think just with these nine months off, I wasn't being lazy. It's not like I went and sit on the couch. You know, I own a gym. I'm in here every night with my guys. I, you know, all them fighting, so I'm pushing them for fights. And now they're all pushing me. So, um, you know, honestly, I feel great right now. I've been anticipating this. I've been waiting on this for almost ten and a half months right now. And uh, I'm happy to get the matchup. I like the matchup. So, uh, you know, July 14th is go time. In that time frame, did you stay close to home the whole time? Or did you go out to other camps and train and got a little taste of what's out there? You know, I, uh, I always stay close to home. You know, I, I like to be around home. Uh, you know, I love to be around my family. Uh, they're what really motivates me. And I got so many tough guys here to work with you know we have 37 gyms or something like that in the south so we're packed we got tons of guys to work with i do travel a little bit back and forth to uh port city alabama to work with some of my guys up in port city uh you know i got some good friends up there some really high level guys got some fighting in lfa this weekend and all those guys can really push me hard so 
besides that, going back and forth, I'm actually going to uh, Allen Belcher MMA Saturday to work with uh, my friend Brandon Davis. We're going to get some work in, you know, another UFC featherweight. So, uh, you know, I get plenty of work. Um, so I'm just trying to keep on building up. Yeah, it's been a, you know, since your last fight, it's been a long time. When did you decide to ramp up your training for this fight in Idaho? Um, you know, I'm ramped up right now. We got, what, like 23 days. Um, you know, my weight's great. I'm not starving. You know, I think I eat probably, you know, it's, it's not a bad meal, but I eat a good meal once a week right now. And then throughout the rest of the week, I'm on, uh, you know, my meal prep, my diet meals. And, you know, I'm waking up for the last week under 160 pounds. Uh, normally, I'm waking up this about 23 days out. I'm waking up at you know maybe 167, 169. I'm normally very heavy, uh, and I'm a bit very big featherweight. I'm a big lightweight. So right now, I got everything working for me. Everything looks good. My weight looks good. My cardio looks good. Um, my skill set looks good. And uh, I'm going to show everybody's life with me. This is going to be the start of your second run for the promotion. What changes do you see apparent in yourself going into Boise? Um, you know, experience. You know, I, I, like I said, I fought all around the world. I'm a two division champion for Titan FC. Um, you know, I fought legends, I fought undefeated. You know, I, I fought on TV. So, you know, it, it's nothing different. This fight ain't gonna be no different than any other fight. You know, it's just, it's the UFC now. Now, it, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've busted my ass the last, the last five years to get back to. So, I'm ready. Your opponent, Barcelos, he is a BJJ world champion, very aggressive, likes to stand and trade. Do you believe this will play into the traps you will lay for him? Yeah, that's perfect. You know, bring, bring whatever you got. Whatever you think you have better than me, bring it. Because we're going to find out once the cage door locks, it, it's me and you. It's your BJJ versus my BJJ. It's your striking versus my striking. Let's see who's going to land first. Let's see who's going to get caught first. You know, I think I'm a, I'm a world-class BJJ guy myself. You know, I have more submissions than he does. And I fought tougher opponents than he has. Um, I want to say my last two opponents, BJJ black belts, you know, and handled them very easily. So his jiu-jitsu doesn't scare me. I know my jiu-jitsu is plenty enough to handle his. And, you know, his, his striking doesn't scare me. I know I'm a good striker. I've never been outstruck in a fight in my life. So if he wants to stand up and trade, then, you know, I welcome it. If he wants to shoot and take me down, then, you know, I really think that I'll smash him with elbows. Yeah, you definitely proved that in your last fight because your striking was on point against Matt Bassett. Yeah, you know, I, I work a lot of boxing. I think I move a lot different than other guys move. You know, I, I bring a very good boxing style into the octagon or the cage and I mix it in well with my mixed martial arts you know um and I got other things that I hadn't really got to use you know but everybody's really seen me use elbows on the ground you know I got some good elbows from ground and pound but I've never got to show really my elbows from the clinch I haven't really got to show my knees from the clinch my Muay Thai so um and you know with this fight with Barcelos um I think that I'm gonna be the bigger guy there's no way that I'm not the bigger guy you know he's a 135er slash 45er I'm a 45er slash big 55er. So, um, you know, I think this fight definitely favors me. You've been out of competition for a while. We've talked about that. But he has been out of competition double the time you have. Do you believe that ring rust will, you know, be a factor in this fight? Um, 
I'm going to say no because I had a knee surgery. You know, I broke my patella back in 2014 against Lloyd Woodard. And uh, I felt like I came back about a year and a half, almost, yeah, I think it was 2016, after my knee surgery and after my rehabilitation and all that. And I think that I put on one of the best fights of my life against Desmond Green. I think everything worked perfect for me. My cardio felt fine. My strategy was great. And I picked up the win. So I, I'm not going to say he's going to have any ring rust, but I'm the wrong opponent to take on a two uh, two year absence. You know, so we're going to see how that plays out. When you look at your resume and compare him to your other opponents, what differences stand out about him? Um, you know, he, he's got he's fast and he's got some good jujitsu. I hadn't really seen his wrestling game much. I I've only watched you know, two or three videos and a few highlights from him. And, um, you know, he's got a very weird right hand, but he hits hard. You know, I, I can't overlook anything he does. You know, he's a good fighter. He's got speed. He's got power, you know, so I can't overlook anything. I just got to go out there and fight my fight exactly like I've done the last four. And there's, there's no way this guy will stop me. How do you see the rest of this year playing out for you after this fight in Boise? You know, um, you know, I want to go in and I want to dominate this fight quickly. You know, I want it to end quickly, first round, early second round, no injuries. And, you know, I want to fight at least one more time by the end of the year. So as long as I can stay healthy and get through this fight, which I really do think I can, that's what I plan on doing. All right, July 14th, Kurt Hollaball will face Hione Barcelos at UFC Boise. Man, this fight, I'm excited for this fight because this style matchup, I think, will produce crazy fireworks, man. I think it's, it's the dark horse matchup of this card, even though this card has so many good fights. Yeah, you know, when you, when you stop and look at this, man, um, you know, I know he's got two championships from RFA. I got two championships from Titan. Uh, I'm slowly knocking off these good regional champions. I fought a lot of good regional guys. Jay-Z, I fought for the title. Desmond Green, I fought for the title. Uh, Matt Bassett, he's the uh, CES featherweight champion. And now I get the RFA featherweight champion. And I'm not sure if he got two featherweights or a 35. I'm not sure on that, so don't hold me to it. But, you know, I have the Titan 145 and 155 pound championship. So, you know, I'm a world champion. He's a world champion. I've been fighting nothing but world champions. So this is definitely not the fight to miss. All right, Kurt, thank you for your time, and uh, definitely good luck on your matchup and the future that you have. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.